Hey, it's your friendly podcaster, BJ, of Chew On This and Nerds United Podcast. And every month we're growing, and it's because of loyal listeners like you guys. So tell your friends to check us out on iTunes or Google Play or YouTube. We would love to have your reviews and comments, and you can also subscribe to our Facebook page for content. Plus, you can check out our Twitter and our Instagram at Chew On This Pod. And you can even send us an email if you want to at chewonthispodcast at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you and enjoy this week's episode of Chew On This. to episode 58 of Chew On This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So we've had some major shows just end. Um, actually, like three, but we're only going to talk about two tonight. We'll probably just leave The Walking Dead for next year when the finale hits. Well, that's um, mid-season, so technically you were right the first time. Only, only two's ended. Mid-season well, finales don't count as ending. Oh right? yeah, I guess I guess you're right because Walking Dead just had a mid-season. But uh, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about Ash versus Evil Dead season two, and then uh, go into Westworld. But so spoilers, um, major major spoilers. Yeah, we're gonna go into spoiler territory here. Um, so I'm I don't know about you, but like I was a huge fan of Evil Dead growing up, and. Season one was was phenomenal last year, and um, and I can't believe that season two is already over. But uh, this season to me was like very unique compared to last year because there were a lot of episodes where they tried different things, like different genres and different um, put Ash through different uh, scenarios that we're not used to seeing him in, um, and and like and then reaching out to like some of the different type of horror genres that I really dug. Like there was one episode where they dealt with the car, like the car was possessed, like Christine, you know, and they, right. they had a, an asylum episode where he's inside his own mind. And it's you know that weird puppet thing. Like we'll go into some of that, but I, I just really dug, you know, my initial reaction to the season is like, I just really dug how each episode was different from the next. And then some episodes actually played over two episodes so it was kind of like a nice little mini movie. Um, and the production value went way up this year. A lot of spe- good special effects. And what did you think about this season um, on Ash versus Evil Dead? I think you, I think you kind of got it right there where it was, it was very different than anything we'd ever seen. Um, the first season was a big throwback to, you know, to uh, more towards Army of Darkness, uh, a little bit more Evil Dead 2. I would mm-hmm. say um, they still have yet to go back to the original Evil Dead, where it's just straight like balls to the wall horror, no comedy whatsoever. Because there's always something in these two seasons that kind of breaks the the scariness. Either mm-hmm. Ash says something like really funny, or does something really funny, or something funny happens with the other characters. You know, 
just something like, you know, going all the way back to the, <laughs> to the, to the episode where he, he's got his head up the cadaver and the dick is like right by his face. Like, <laughs> like just crazy shit like that, right? Like something always happens where you're going to get this, you're going to get a jump moment. Something's going to be kind of scary, but then something funny happens. Oh, it, the gross factor on this season was way up. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that episode where he got pulled into the cadaver and got, went up that guy's ass, that, that was, I'd never seen anything like that. I had no idea <laughs> how they got away with that shit, man. I know it's on cable, but even that's pretty, pretty, you know, big for cable. Yeah, uh, there's a rule that like you can show whatever you want on a woman's body, but you just can't show dick. And that that episode just like showed a lot of dick. <laughs> <laughs> right dead next dick, to his face. Say. Yeah, yeah. yeah dead dick. <laughs> I mean, that was that was so disgusting. They did a little throwback um, to Evil Dead uh, with Henrietta on the very last episode, um, and the neck you know stuck out and all that stuff. I I thought that was really cool that he fought. Well, they must have. We, they must have also gotten the rights back to Army of Darkness because they went back in time. Yeah, that's very possible. Um, they made made a deal because they they even showed some footage of the. There was like one footage where it shows the the car falling out of the sky and him falling out of the sky, and that was from that was from Army of Darkness. Right. Um, right. Exactly. And then and, and then they said they that the, in the beginning of the yeah. season, they said that in the beginning of I'm sorry, the beginning of the series. They yeah. said that they can't ever mention the original place where he worked and they can't do time travel because that was a completely different place, uh, right. a different company. So they must have gotten it back. Um, I, again, did not do a great job researching something like that <laughs> to talk about, but we can only uh, it just dawned that. on me. Well, it just dawned on yeah. me that it actually happened because I just I just finished watching the, the season finale. Oh, you did? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they did some interesting stuff. You know, they had Ruby kind of uh, turned around, um, played by Lucy Lawless. Ruby turned around and actually became somewhat of a good guy. And then when they go back in time to save Pablo, um, you know, she they come across 80s Ruby and, and where she's still evil. And um, that was really interesting to see the two of them uh, in the same spot. But uh, it was also but just like we were just talking, but like just what we yeah. were just talking about about how like something scary is about to happen and you know he sees both rubies and he immediately goes right to threesome <laughs> like something like you know he just breaks out the speech of going into a threesome or is it really a threesome cuz it's technically still you you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he pulled out some really awesome one liners um and the, the the last episode, I mean, he's about – the stakes are really high. He's about to die. And Bale, you know, Bale's about to cut him open and skin him alive and all that stuff. And he goes, wait, wait, wait. He's like, I got one question. He's like, I'm not afraid to die, but I got one question. He's like, how was she in the sack? And it's just enough to, like, make Bale, like, smirk and about – and he's about to answer his question. That gave time for Ash to turn the tables on him and, and kill him. Which was right. really cool. That was a really cool scene because the skin falls off of him and it's really disgusting, but really well done. And then uh, the cabin, I, I don't know if this is probably the last time we're going to see the cabin because it finally like crumbles down and goes into hell. And it's like back in the 80s when that happens. So well, that, that so I want to skip all the way to the season. I want to skip ahead. Um, I'm sure there's okay. highlights that we can talk about, but I want to skip all the way to the season finale. And, and here's why. 
Um, there were a couple of moments, again, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if Hollywood got together and said, let's just do a bunch of time travel shit. But um, there's parts in the season finale that bother me. So I, I personally didn't like how the season finale ended, and I didn't like a few things in the, or a couple of things that stood out to me in the season finale. Mm-hmm. The first one was him getting his hand back. And, right. you know, they have that line where it's it, that he's looking at, um, oh, fuck, what's her name? Not, is it not Julie? Is it Julie? What the hell's her name? Which, who are you Kelly, talking Kelly, about? it's Kelly. Oh, Kelly, yeah. Kelly. Yeah, Kelly says to him, you know, um, oh, we, you know, we must have won or we must have changed it or whatever. You got your hand back, right? Well, clearly he didn't win just because he didn't get his hand back or he get, it eventually gets chopped off because if he got his hand back, Kelly would basically disappear because if he doesn't get the book or read from the book or they don't read from the book, Kelly never exists in his world, right? So she should right. immediately disappear, like the Back to the Future thing. The next thing that bothered me is the ending because how did he get – did he get – Back to the Future, or is that still yeah. the 80s? Well, they, I think it's Back to the Future. They never explained. How, though? Well, I don't because know. Because the book, the book fell into hell. The only reason why I know it was he went, they went Back to the Future is because the love of his life was there, and she was older still. So I, I looked, and I'm like, oh, they must have went back. Um, okay, well, that they, makes sense, but, but what doesn't make sense is how they got back, because remember right before that, right before Bale reveals himself again, as as Pablo, he needs the book to get back in time, and the yeah, book fa- clearly falls into hell. I have no idea unless unless uh, Pablo memorized the spell in order to make the portal. I, I but they don't show it. Well, no, they. I think what it happened. So here's I have two minds of this thing. There are so many holes on the time travel thing, but because it's Evil Dead and it's funny, they kind of try to distract you with the horror and the funny and then you're you know they just kind of dismiss the whole holes in the in the time travel thing cuz like something like you know looper takes it very seriously back to the future well it is funny well, is an is a near perfect movie but you could poke holes in that as well well i guess okay so the hand thing is nitpicking with kelly still there that's a little nitpicking right. but it's really awkward when all of a sudden they're throwing a parade for him cuz it just cuts to it they well, don't drive see, away. They don't walk away. Nothing. It just right. cuts to it, and well, you spend the what, first you spend the first two minutes of that that you know that parade or whatever you that party or whatever figuring out is this real or did did they dupe him again? Like because it the edit is really bad. Well, so what I'm thinking is this: I think they already filmed everything, thinking that this might be it the last season or whatever, because even though they did renew it right after the first episode aired there, they already had the whole season in the can. So yeah, they threw that little thing in there with, with Ruby, you see Ruby a little bit. And then at the very, very end, you see someone come across the book many, many years later, you know, some kid like picks up the book and goes, what's this? And like, and then that's this, the, they could have added that at the last minute finding out, Oh cool. We're coming back next year. Yeah. But so that's that not, little, but, but that's not many, many years later. That's right then and there because if you no, 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 no. Back to it, the future, it, it is many, it is many years later because that if you look at the Volkswagen bug, that was where the doctor died in there. And if right, you look but that at was the in the eighties, 
Right, but if you look at the bug, it looked like it's been there for years. Like it's all rusted out, the tires are missing. It looks like twenty years went by before someone found the book. Right, in 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 where ash where ash comes back to the present, that's when it happens. That's what my right. my interpretation right. of that was. Right. Like a Jumanji thing, like someone just, you know, left it there and then somebody found it years later or whatever. But the book went into hell clearly. I mean everything, you know, and even Ruby looked like she disappeared, but now you got Ruby back wandering around 30 years later, and then the, someone finds the book. So this thing, someone's going to read out of that book again, and Ash is going to have to come out of retirement is kind of what I'm thinking next year. Like, they have an opportunity now to make things different. I just hope they don't go back to the cabin anymore. Like, the second time around was almost, like, too much, but they did something different to make it a little cool. But they they need to do something. Like, I love how there was each episode was different, and I hope they kind of – venture into that next year again and also like add some new characters like i'm kind of getting tired like when pablo died whether i was sad i was sad i was like okay well you know let's move on like let's get some new fresh blood in there but and then he comes right back conveniently like pops out of the somebody fucking spoiled the shit out of that on facebook for me did they really yeah they fucking posted a picture they posted a picture that said um uh, you're my boy, Pablo. And I was like, you motherfucker. And I, like, yeah, I was just going to watch I, it that night. I was just talking to someone about that the other day. Like when, like I stayed away from social media when Walking Dead and Westworld pop up. I'm surprised about the Evil Dead because I nobody is watching that show. Unfortunately. I don't know how they keep renewing it, but um, you know, something like Walking Dead or, or Westworld, you have like 10, 12 million people a week watching it or more. And so... I stay away from it. Like Westworld was not spoiled on me at all. Uh, thank God, uh, because there's some big twists in that. But yeah, so you know we're going to get an Ash versus Evil Dead season three next year, which I'm very excited about. I, I love the series. Um, I love everything I love about the character. It. Uh, oh yeah, Ash is like one of those iconic characters. There's nobody else out there that could play this role. I mean, he's he's incredible, and I'm so happy that he's you know, he gets to do this and I hope it goes, I hope it, it, this series just keeps going and going and going. I mean, they, they've really have a knack of like making it interesting and funny and, um, and scary too, at the same time and, and disgusting. Um, when, when Henrietta made him, uh, suck on her boob, (laughs) that was disgusting. (laughs) Oh, that was so gross. Um, yeah, but, uh, I don't know what, what, what stood out to you? Like what episode or episodes kind of stood out to you this time around uh, compared um, to last year? Well, even though somebody kind of spoiled it, like for me, the, the Pablo dying was a big shock to me because he was yeah. you know, one of the main characters. Um, and, and, and the way he died too, like right after it was the perfect way to kill him in that type of an atmosphere where he, you know, you think he saved the world and all of a sudden he just is, fucking cut in half oh yeah but, uh, but immediately like right after that episode the very next episode fucking ash is driving around with his corpse doing fucking you know donuts in the middle of the street fucking wasted <laughs> it's so goddamn funny he was folded in half and taped together <laughs> yeah yeah with uh with electrical tape and garbage bags just so funny crazy um obviously the the the, the dick episode is what i'm gonna call it the uh, the dead dick episode was fucking shocking to me. That was fucking <laughs> oh hilarious. Because right before that, didn't he? Wasn't he covered in shit or something like that? 
Uh, well, this that, like in, this intestine thing like grabbed him and sort of pull, pulled him up his butt, and he's like, ah, he's like, yeah. Uh, and then later on, she goes. Later on, she's like, "You smell like shit." <laughs> he's like, "It is shit." He's <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, um, the, I think though, though that kind of stands out um, when you see Ash's sister. Like they bring Ash's sister back. Oh, Cheryl, that was so cool. They brought her. That was back. fucking creepy as fuck. Um, yeah. When Lee, when Lee Majors, and this is why I thought this episode was so funny or so like awesome. So you know, I have not watched The Walking Dead since the first episode of this season. When mm-hmm. spoilers, spoilers for turn this or fast forward this, where Glenn gets his fucking you know head bashed in. Right. So. I'm watching, but I'm catching, you know, I'm watching weekly on Ash versus Evil Dead and Lee Majors gets his fucking head rolled in, right? From the car. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And it's completely fucking different where like, you know, it, you know, The Walking Dead is so goddamn serious and everybody's crying and you're just in shock. You're emotionally like fucking drained from watching that episode. And then immediately right after that, the next episode starts with him like trying to fucking find his dad's eye. And like he's trying to put his dad's fucking face back together, and he's like, <laughs> so ridiculous. No, what's messed up is that his dad was about to tell him something really important, and he gets right. hit by the car, and then the car like rolls back over his head and then drives off. And he's like, "No, dad, no." He's like, "What were you going to tell me?" You know, <laughs> he's trying to put his face back together. That was hysterical. And then it, like the, the last, same thing happens the at the end of this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> The finale, like his dad comes back and he's like, no, you're not my dad. And he starts like drowning him. And he's like, I got something to tell you. He's like trying to tell him something important again. And then he kills him. And I was like, you fucking idiots. (laughs) (laughs) So that's something um, that's got to pop up next season. Maybe there's something that his dad knows that he doesn't. Like maybe he was meant to do this. But the other funny thing about Lee Majors was, or about the very end was like he saw the Force Ghost. He saw his dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He saw that was Jed. straight out of like Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, oh my god, that's awesome. It was like, wasn't it like Lee Majors? It was Chet, like you know, it was played by Ted Raimi, and then it was was and it his some, sister? Some was it his sister? I can't remember. Maybe it was some. It would have been funny if it was some random third person where he's like. Oh, it would have been funny that. if it was like the the. It was. It would have been funny if it was the um, the chicky bang from the very first episode of the last season. <laughs> yeah, in the bathroom that ends up being a deadite. Oh yeah, that would have been funny. But I I laughed hysterically when I saw the Force Ghost. I was like, No, they didn't. That's too <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, this, this show is like – it's so over the top and ridiculous. It doesn't apologize for it and I love it. I love it it's so much. Fu- it's it's just- fun. Coming from – you know, like I said, coming from The Walking Dead, like the show – like if you like if you like horror but you like a little funny, like this show gets it and, and it's it's a really – it's a really good step away. Like I can I, – I have to build myself – I've been building, trying to build myself up to watch The Walking Dead again. Because I just, you know, after like a long day with, with the kids or whatever, I don't feel like sitting down and watching something that's either going to A, depress me or like I'm on the edge of my seat the whole time. And like, I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like having anxiety, you know, after a long right. day. So, so I have to build myself up to watching The Walking Dead. But with Ash vs. Evil Dead, 
like I said, you, you get a scare, but then something ridiculously funny happens. So yeah, it, usually you're you're on the edge of your seat when you see something nasty about to come, about to happen. Right. On that show, you start going like, oh, no, they're not going to do that. Oh, shit, they did it. <laughs> You're like, no, <laughs> no way. Um, the other thing um, that stood out to me real quick was there's an episode where he's like in this asylum and, and he he's thinks they're trying to convince him that he's crazy. And, and they're right. trying to like ask him where the book is and all that stuff. And like there, the thing that made me laugh is that there was an ash puppet in there that <laughs> was really, really crude and disgusting and. And like him and Kelly, the Kelly and the puppet have like this massive fight. It's hysterical. <laughs> um, that puppet was so funny. I'll, it's funny, but it also creeped me the fuck out because oh, like yeah, I knew that, that thing was going to come creepy. back to life. You know, yes. not to mention that I'm surrounded all day by toys. So, <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's just each episode was just different. I mean, they they did they pulled like the the horror episodes like where they were in the um, in the police station, you know, when they were in the morgue, you know, there's some pretty standard ones where they're stuck somewhere, you know, and they got to get out and it's really fucking creepy. Um, you know, anytime they're in the cabin and in the basement and they're locked down there, that's, that's fucking creepy to me. But oh, yeah, um, the, the cabin always, always will creep me out. Yeah. Both times they were at the cabin, it was just totally messed up. But yeah, hats off to him, man. It was a good season. I'm looking forward to next year. Hopefully, we don't have to wait too long, but um, I'm really excited for that. So now on the flip side, uh, you all caught up on Westworld? You finished it? Yeah, finished it. All ready to go. I know we're a week behind, but we wanted to wait for Ash vs. Evil Dead to be done, too, so we're a little behind. How fucking great is this show, man? How, leave like, it to HBO. Like if if you if somebody told you the premise of the show, where would it be? I mean, you might think AMC, but you're like, it's, it'll probably be HBO. Yes, I mean it's the perfect spot for it, and not just because of nudity. And there's a god awful lot of nudity, but it's done in a way that you know they're they're robots essentially, you know, and they're sitting there and they're getting worked on or talked to and, you know, and they're. Yeah. Um, they, they pretty much drive that point home too. There's a part where one of the robots are, or Android, whatever you want to call it, are, are clothed doing like a, a testing or whatever. And, and the guy walks in and it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, what are you doing? They're just, they're not real. Like, why do you have her dressed? You know, like they, they, they make you understand that these aren't real people or try to make it. And it's, it's it's interesting what they put them through. Well, I think that's interesting. I think also, I think Bernard, um, we're, this is major spoiler territory, folks, if you haven't watched Westworld. And if you have, then you'll understand what's going on. But, like, there's a guy in this episode, guy in the series called Bernard, who, who's the technical director. He's the guy that, like, uploads the software and all that stuff and upgrades him and all that BS. But he, every time that he interviews uh, a host they're clothed but then anytime anyone else is uh you know talking to a host they're naked so there was there was a lot of interesting things that kind of pointed to the fact that one of the the people that worked in the you know up in the lab was was going to be a host like i knew at some point either ford or somebody was going to be a host but the twist was is that there's a few twists in this show, 
But Bernard ends up being a host or, or I don't even know if you want to call it that. Maybe I guess he's just, he's a robot, but he's essentially Ford rebuilt Arnold, you know, cause Arnold was, was murdered by Dolores because Dolores was starting to feel and starting to like come alive essentially. But was he really murdered though? Like he programmed her to do that. Well, I think he did. Be- and here's why. Once he figured out that the hosts were starting to become sentient or whatever you want to call it, he told Anthony Hopkins character Ford, Hey, we need to close, we need to close this thing down. These things are becoming real. Like, I, I think I just want to keep this park to ourselves and have the robots run around as real as was what I got out of it. Like he was, he didn't want to use them as slaves and use them to get fucked and killed all the time and all that. He's like, let's just, but Ford is like, no, my dream is to like have this awesome park and Bernard's dream or Arnold's dream was to have, you know, these sentient robots walking around and, and gaining consciousness, you know, and, and, and that excited him. Well then, so you assume that Ford was the one that killed him. You know, you just assume that Ford right. killed him to keep his dream alive and keep the park open and all that stuff. But what ends up happening is because Ford is against him and he's like, no, we need to open this park. Arnold takes it upon himself because he lost everything. I mean, he had lost the son. He lost his wife, all that stuff. So like he really has nothing to live for. So he thinks, okay, I'm just going to put my voice and my – my stuff into the host so that they can always hear me or I can guide them or something like that. Um, and, and if I, if these two hosts, so he has Teddy and Dolores kill a bunch of hosts and then kill him. He figures that would be enough to have the park closed, but Ford was able to sweep it under the rug and say it was an accident or some shit. And he's able to keep running the park. And it's not until 35 years later that Ford realizes what Arnold was attempting to do. And he essentially does the same exact thing in the finale. Um, So I don't know. If you haven't watched the show, I probably make absolutely no sense. But it's so fucking great. The show, like the first two or three episodes, is just basically you – trying to figure out what the hell's going on because it's kind of a slow burn. But as you go along, you start to realize that these hosts, they have this programming that's deep inside them. It's starting to rise up and it, and it has before in the past, but now for some reason it's coming out even more and more. And then to the point where, you know, they become sentient. Like um, I think Thandi Newton was one of my favorite, favorite characters. She played the, the, the prostitute that ran the brothel in the bar and she becomes sentient and she's able to like start running the programs and start telling the hosts what to do. Like it was super cool. Does she really become sentient though? Well, I think it was programmed in her in the beginning, but I think after a while, I think she did kind of feel something because what Bernard said is that if you feel loss or a sense of like just extreme pain of some kind emotional pain that that's when you truly like come alive kind of thing you know in the pain and so her pain was that her daughter was murdered um and we haven't gotten to that character yet but 
there's another main character throughout this thread. He He's known as the Man in Black. They didn't really say his name. And the Man in Black is like, he's done 35 years he's been going to this park. And he's been doing all this shit. And then eventually he kind of thinks to himself, I, I need to find out truly who I am. And so he goes and he decides to murder the woman and her kid just to see what, if he felt anything and he found out that he felt nothing and that he truly was like kind of evil inside a little bit. And, you know, you go into his character, you find out he's runs this really expensive company and he's got all this money and he invested in Westworld. And so he gets to come and go as he pleases. Um, And he's run through all the storylines. He's bored to death, but there's one storyline that he thinks he, you know, is it's like this underlying thing called the maze. And he thinks that, Oh, this is really interesting to me. Like, like I need to figure this out, but it never was meant for him. It was meant for the hosts to go through this maze and to figure out like, Hey, I don't want to be a slave. I want to be my own person. I, you know, this world is for us, not for the humans to fuck us and kill us and do all this shit. Like this is our world. And that's what, I think Ford finally comes to realize and decides, yeah, you're right. You know, and they're about to push him out of the company anyway. So he goes out with a bang literally. Um, But just some of the twists and turns, I mean, you know, finding out Bernard is actually Arnold and he's actually a host. That was a big twist. Um, Finding out that there's two different, timelines there's like the there's a massive flashback which you don't if you weren't paying attention you would know that there was a flashback because there was like a a few episodes of these young guys running around with Dolores and, and going on a quest to find Wyatt and do all this stuff and then it fast forwards to 35 years in the man in black and you find out that William was the man in black this entire time and that he always had a thing for Dolores, but she didn't recognize him anymore. And, you know, this, it's just, what a cool twist, you know, but I kind of saw that coming for a while. Like I thought the man in black was either William or Logan, the, the, the people that were going to become brothers. But, um, yeah, so there was that, um, man, there's so, this show is just really, really deep. And if you, Really pay attention. There's Easter eggs. Like I've watched the Westworld movie. It came out in 1973. It's a Michael Crichton based on a Michael Crichton story. If you look, I think really closely, there's a scene where they're underground and there's all these hosts that are decommissioned and they're just standing there. I think you see off to the right, like kind of blurry, but I think you see Ewell Brenner's character from, from the movie Westworld. Because I honestly, I think this is a prequel to that movie. That's what I figured out because I thought this was 35 years after what had happened in that movie. But I don't think we've seen what happens yet. I think it kind of leads up to that. Mm. And, uh, and plus there's – Oh, it's, it's cheesy but it's, but it's kind of cool. It's basically about the host uh, becoming sentient and killing all the humans. You know, So I thought – that that's what happened 35 years ago. I thought that's why Arnold died. And then this is 35 years later, you know, 
but it's not that at all. It's actually that event hasn't happened yet if they decide they want to go that route. So this is more like a prequel. Like now the hosts are all running around. They're, they've got minds of their own now. And there's hosts coming out of the woodworks like all those Indians and all those creepy folks that live way deep in the in the you know, in the West, in the, in the world somewhere. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I've been, I've just been rambling. I could go on and on about this show. You know, there's podcasts that, that talk hours about this show and we're only talking 20 minutes, but it is, this show is so deep. Um, what, what are some, uh, give you a chance to talk. What are some like highlights for you in this show or like performances wise? Like who was like your favorite characters or what was your like favorite moment of the show? Wow. Uh, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of parts. Um, I think the first episode really nailed it home right away. Like mm. how fucked up this place is. Um, what ends up happening? Um, with Dolores in episode one, like just fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, that stood out of course. Um, then towards the, the things that a few things that you've already mentioned, like Bernard finding out that he's a host, um, loved, um, uh, Newton's, uh, acting in this, uh, as the prostitute Ed Harris, yes. of course. Um, Ed Harris of course is really good. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is great in this, um, which still I don't know how they got him in Transformers. Um, <laughs> and of Money. course, like uh, also James Morrison, like, God, does he just is he just typecasted as the guy who always gets fucked over? Because everything yes. that I've basically seen him and he's always gotten fucked over, like the X-Men movies, Superman <laughs> Returns. I think he was in L.A. Enchanted. Was that him that was screwed over yes. in that? or? Yep. Um, um, what's the other? Oh, that you find out that Westworld is just one park. That was kind of cool because they, you know, when she's when the prostitute is escaping. Wait, she has a name, right? I can't remember her. Maeve. 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 She when she's escaping with them and they end up in like feudal Japan. I was like, oh fuck, there's a there's a whole different other place for this. Now that means that they mean that means that. You know, I mean, think about how giant Westworld is, right? It, it seems like it's in like Arizona, like the mm-hmm. whole state of Arizona is Westworld. And then there's a obviously a, a Japan town or something or Japan world. Um, and you wonder like how big this fucking facility actually is. So that was like, and, and, and they didn't really play too much time on it. It was just, it was just like, they were just in and out. So that was kind of like big to, to think about like how big this company really actually is. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, they basically have like, just if, if it was just Japan world or, and West world, that's like two islands right there that they own basically. Well, running in the, in the movie, just real quick in the movie, they had West world, they had future world, and then they had Roman world. Um, and so when I saw the, the samurais fighting, I got so fucking, I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. I hope they do that. Like, I hope they, they kind of, because those are two worlds. Again, you can just go and just have, uh, you know, a blast, you know, killing well, people. In, and screwing in people. Westworld, in Westworld, the bullets don't affect the, the humans. How I'm wondering, cause they just like disappear or something like They're that. They're supposed to sting. They're supposed to sting though. Like you feel them. Like oh, okay. you get like like probably a welt or something from it. Like you would get hit by a paintball, but you don't die. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I guess they could try to do the same thing in, 
I'm calling it Japan with swords. But, um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, but if but, they can become um, alive, they can kill. You know, right? The whole thing with William, um, I thought I thought it was the Man in Black from the very beginning, but then they threw me off by merging the timelines together and not telling you that she's just having flashbacks throughout the entire journey. Yes. You don't know what the hell is going on until the very end when she says my, you know, basically my William will come for me. And then it's fucking revealed that the whole time you saw William, it was actually happening at the same time, but only in her memory. Yes. So it was genius. It was, so well yeah, done. Freaking trippy. Yeah. It was really, really well done. Um, everybody in this show acted their asses off. Just everybody in this show is unbelievable. Um, I love Jeffrey Wright in this. Uh, oh, I my loved him favorite. so much. Yes. How, I mean, you have to pretend that you're a host who's pre- <laughs> pretending to be a human. You know what I mean? Like, how and do you certain, do that? There are certain scenes where he goes in and out of both. Yeah. I mean, even the women do it too. I mean, uh, Dolores or every time they like, so when they're talking to them, they're talking normal, but when they go diagnostic or they go something like that, you see them kind of like dehumanize. I think Maze like, had the off. hardest, Maze had the hardest one to do. Cause she was, she had to be a, a robot while pretending to not know she was a robot being a robot. I think I got that. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Something like that, especially toward the end. Yeah. She had to like, really finagle her way. Um, that, that finale was awesome because they, I think Jonathan Nolan directed the first and last episode. Um, mm. any, 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 hand and, and writing, uh, I think a bunch of it. Um, but they did such, that ending was just phenomenal because they had like a, a shootout between the robots and the, and the humans. And, um, like that one girl, Armistice, I think her name is, and she has like a tattoo of a snake on the side, like her whole body. Right. Um, she was a total badass. And that other dude, I can't remember what the his name is, but he had the scar on his face. He was a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, what a cool scene that was. And Maeve actually escaped and got on the train, and she's about to leave, and then she has like that memory of her daughter, and and she can't leave. She's like, I got to go back for. Her. So I'm sure we'll be seeing her again. I was really disappointed in that, though. I was kind of like hoping she'd take off. But, but it was told, Bernard told you that she was not going to leave. Basically. Yeah, it was written in the pro, it was written in her program, even though she didn't want to. She didn't want to admit it. That. And I'm yeah. I'm wondering if it was I'm wondering if it was Ford that decided to do this quote unquote like revolt, so they thought that they were conscious just to keep them in Westworld. I, I that's possible. I I, I kind of tend to think that way. Um, he definitely. I mean, he's at the end of his rope. He was about to get kicked out of the company and all that stuff. And and I think he's has remorse for how you know Arnold died and all that stuff. And so he wanted to he wanted to see Arnold's vision through. And he did it in a spectacular way by showing his but it, new narrative. What, what was Arnold's vision? actual vision was it to to leave westworld to them and just i like, think just... so i think so i think that's exactly what it was and i thought it he... was i thought he said that ford said at one time arnold was trying to make them more real and if that's the case it would 
it would mean that Arnold wanted them to get out of Westworld and into the real world, which in turn would turn Ford into a brilliant programmer because it would make it seem like, you know, what better way than to tell these people that they're becoming conscious while at the same time anchoring them to Westworld, like for for Maze or whatever her name is, uh-huh. anchoring her to, to having her find her daughter in Westworld. Oh, that's, like, that's possible. Making yeah, that's her think that it was too. her choice, you know, that it was her choice while at the same time, like, you know, Arnold uh, Bernard's telling you that it wasn't really her choice. It was written in her program, but fooling her to think that she has consciousness or free will. Yeah. That was that scene was kind of interesting because I remember her saying like, "No, I want to do this," and they're like, "Look, it's in your programming that you're trying to break out of here," you know, and and it wasn't in the programming for those other two to even be able to get on the elevator, you know, like the dude tried to get on the elevator and he was like stuck there, and she's like, "Well, sorry. she did that apparently." Yeah, she's like, "Sorry, you know, this is where you start, where your story ends," and he's like, "Okay." You know, um, I think there's a little clip at the end where Armistice actually, she, I think she tears her arm off and like, like gets out of that, get like leaves from that area. I think if I is remember, that the, it's, it's is that the week. end scene that you told me about? Yeah. Yeah. It's the end scene. Um, I think after the credits, you see what's her name. You've got her arm stuck in the, you know, she yanks it out. Um, I have to go back and look at it again. It was some weird, like ending end credit scene. Um, which a lot of shows and movies do now. I mean, thanks to Marvel. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> although it's been done before with like pirates and all that stuff, but I think Marvel's the, the biggie right now that does that. But yeah, there are so many different um, stories and different threads, but they all come together at the end in like one big magnificent finale. Um, and now the problem right now is that uh, they're saying we won't see season two until 2018. So we got a ways to wait to find out what happens. So that's the only bummer about it. But um, yeah, what a show. I mean, totally. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. And they took an idea that was made 40 years ago and they made it better. And they approached it differently from what that movie was about. And uh, I think they've been trying to get this made for years um, I don't know what, what finally got him over that hump. I think maybe, you know, telling the story from the, from the viewpoint of the hosts, I think that was the, that was the way to get the show made or have it interesting. So, um, no, I mean, hats off to him. It was awesome. I think it's a bad, a bad robot, uh, production too. I think it's JJ Abrams production. Mm. Um, so they're just cranking out really, really good stories. But I mean, it, you know, they were worried because, you know, HBO is worried because, you know, Game of Thrones is now there's an end date. And so you, they got to put something in there to kind of fill in those big shoes. And I didn't think, I mean, when I noticed that this was being introduced, I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. But shit, man, after I watched the first one or two episodes, I was like, oh, this is my new, you know, obsession. This, this show is just, it's so good. So well acted, so well written. Um, ten episodes like just flew by like it was nothing, but there's so much going on. Um, and they did a really like usually shows don't do a great job with the finale or anything, but it was it was awesome. 
It was like a mini movie at the end. I think it was like an hour and a half, the last one. Yeah, a little bit but, longer uh, than the hour. Yeah, super, super good, man. Uh, gosh, I mean, that's – shoot. Two, that's two in shows a nutshell. That, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, two shows just ended, two fantastic shows. Walking Dead just ended mid-season, but, you know, like we said, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know about you, but I think that show's kind of just been stale for me. But you haven't really watched any episodes yet. Um, no, I've had a hard a, time going back to it since since Glenn died. And not because yeah, of Glenn, I, not because Glenn died. I think it's because like it's like the it's like the epic like there's no end in sight. I think well, the problem is for me. Like every I, like, not, I mean, you can't get yeah. much more of a major character than Glenn, right? He's basically one of the core uh, people, other than other than uh, Rick and um, Carl, right? Mm-hmm. So it just feels like. What am I waiting for? Like, am I waiting for them to actually like survive this, or am I just waiting for the next death? That's what it feels like. I'm just waiting for the next main character well, to die, and to me, that's not very fun. And I've read no. the comic book, so I know who dies next. Yeah, the the two problems though that I found, even even though I knew he was going to die, two of the problems that I found was were this one they uh, they faked his death way too many times. And they, they yeah. you for like they did a lot of foreshadowing, which usually for characters they'll do something one time and then and then kind of keep it out of your mind and then and then they die and you're like oh shit like I saw that coming a long time ago, but with Glenn they just kept doing this stuff over and over again to the point where like just fucking kill him already like this is dumb, you know and so and then the second problem was they waited I really thought I really think now that I've watched the whole season. I think they did it a disservice by um, showing Glenn's death in the first episode and not in the last episode of last year. I I know that they're for ratings are like, oh, we just we want everyone around the water cooler to figure like figure out who died, blah blah blah. I think that was a bad move. Now now that I've seen the whole season, I've made up my mind that was a bad move because nothing. Number one, nothing comes comes even close to that moment. The rest of the season, even though there's some tension. Nothing comes close to that first episode. I think it would have been better suited to do it at the end of the last year, and then that would have got people back to find out what's going to happen. But, you know, for me, Glenn, is he's, his story ran out. And, and now that he's gone, spoilers, Maggie can really shine now because there's stuff that happens with her that's right. really important, important. And it wouldn't have happened if Glenn didn't die. Well, I mean, that's so, how it is in the comic book, so... Yeah, but they're going that way. You haven't watched the show, but they're going that direction. That happens in the comics. And uh, but anyway, I, I just I think they've been talking about how they've been losing viewership, and I know why. It's just it's one is what you said. It's just more of the same shit. Like oh, there's a new threat. We got to like deal with this. And then once they kill that guy off, there's another threat. And, there's just no hope know, in that show. There's like no end to, you know. It, <sighs> It's like one depressing sitcom where it's not funny. There's no hope. Well, in, there's no end in sight. Like all it is is you just try and survive each day. And they've they've spent so much time in Alexandria and even the comics. They're still there. So like they they need something fresh. And they and they tried something different in this season. There's one episode where they did something completely different. But it, it I think for me it still fell really short. And 
I don't know. And Fear the Walking Dead to me is a very like boring, boring show. I don't care about a single character on that show. And that's unfortunate, but I really don't. I, 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 no. I watch like, I, I couldn't watch any more this year. Maybe, so maybe, maybe we'll review the season finale of the walking dead. But if I had to say right now, probably not. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to watch it again, but we've anyway. already talked 10 minutes about it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we should probably end it now. Considering yeah. This is basically supposed to be Ash versus evil dead in Westworld. Yeah, but but anyway, so Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2, way, 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 you know, five chainsaws, million chainsaws, fantastic. Westworld, same thing for me, five chainsaws, way, way up. It's yeah, a fantastic five and five. show. Five and five yeah. for me, too. A lot of diversity in Westworld. I know we're not usually do West, uh, diversity in, in TV shows, but Westworld had a lot of diversity. Not so much... In Ash vs. Evil Dead, I don't think. Maybe a little bit, but not really. Not really. But both awesome shows, both complete polar opposite shows, but both awesome in their own rights. Um, anything you want to add? No, I think that's it. Uh, just, uh, just really stay tuned. Next week it's going to be Rogue One and a really gigantic announcement for us. Yes. We're just full of announcements. I'm excited. <laughs> to, to drop this though, this is it, they just, announcements just keep getting bigger and bigger, which is way. Yeah, going. next week so, is going to be pretty big, bigger, bigger than we've ever had. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. We could have a, a, a big episode for sure, but uh, yeah. But in the meantime, that was episode fifty-eight of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Nick. Until next time, folks. Chew on that. Later. <laughs>